Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. And jo uh, joining me today is, uh, is Juliana, say hi. Hi everyone. We're going to talk about a book which you haven't read. Yes, okay. that's true. Yeah. We've yeah. done it a few times before. Yeah. Previously, though, because it's been like, oh, an interesting book that I want to tell you about. Okay. Um, this isn't. Okay. It's not really that interesting. Maybe I can ask some interesting questions. Maybe we'll get to some interesting questions, because this is the thing. It's a new book by Richard K. Morgan, and he, you know, he did, like, the Altered Carbon. Yeah. And he did, like, the follow-up books to that. And then he did some Market Forces and uh, 13. Uh -huh. Um and then he did some fantasy books, which I think I only read the first one of them, but there was like another two fantasy books. But because, of course, they're like, all oh, right, Netflix, it comes out, you know, Altered Carbon. Last year we did yeah. Altered Carbon, the TV show versus the book. Um, we talked, you, you read Altered Carbon, didn't yeah. you? And things like that. And then they're just like, uh, have you got a book ready to go? Like, you know, of course, they want to they wanna go like from, from the author on, of, yeah. Surf on the success yeah, wave. Sur surf the success, the Netflix wave, because everyone can go, yeah, uh, Altered Carbon, it's just there. Everyone I remember see that guy. It. You read, you've read... And then people go away and read Alter Carbon or maybe the follow-ups and they're like, all right, more. And then they go, oh, we've got this weird, like, weird satire about, um, uh, you know, about uh, corporatism and stuff like that and with, with people who are offices and then they go out and they drive cars into each other and smash cars into each other as a form of macho, like, and you go, no, no, that's not what people want, you know, market that, forces. Oh, okay. And, uh, and, you know, oh, how about this fantasy sequence over here? Or how about this black man? You know, actually what people want is more of... Um, Alter carbon, kind. Alter carbon kind of thing, kind of yeah. Thing. All right, so we're thinking a few hundred years in the future, or okay. hundreds of years in the future, uh, with science fiction and yeah. noir detective kind of ah, bloody action and okay. things like that. What's this called? This is called Thin Air, and it's a book oh. set on Mars. And um, right. this is kind of like a, an idea... Um, it, it, lots of things that you can remind me of, Red Mars, of course, that we've talked about there, yeah. with the idea being that, the, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to do the, um, uh, you know, terraforming. They were trying right. to make it over into, uh, uh, into more Earth-like. Didn't really work. Oh, okay. We had that already, like, they yeah. tried it. They and tried it, and it's sort of like, nah, there's um, just not enough stuff in here, which I think is probably more to the case. You know, mm -hmm. we could try and terraform Mars, but to do that, we're going to have to get a lot more atmosphere. There's not enough on Mars. Yeah, of course. And, like, in, in I think, in the later Mars books, they, they crash lots of asteroids in, you know, yeah. uh, in there to, to get more atmosphere around. But what, so what they do instead is that they, they have this, um, the a valley, a big, I can't remember what it's called, like the Tharsis Valley. Yeah. I think, no, it's the Tharsis Bulge. There's, anyway, some big, uh, big trench there. Okay. And what they do is they cover over the top of the trench mm -hmm. and pump it full. Of, right. But the trenches on Mars are like thousands of kilometers long, as you know, because that's what happened at the end of Red Mars. They actually go along one of those trenches. You yes. Know? Um, so the idea being that they're going to go, they, they cover over the top of this trench okay. and put air inside of it. Yeah. And, and so that's they're it. creating a little bias biosphere no not not little like uh, very very but wide in comparison yeah. to having the yeah it's not the entire the planet of a whole planet yeah it's not the entire planet it's a very very small so amount of the planet closed thing yeah okay well, it's enclosed let me move the microphone back a little bit um so uh, yeah it's an enclosed an enclosed uh, thing and so all of the all of the action takes place in this valley and there's sort of like public transport that goes up and down it. It takes right. sort of like an hour or so on the really high speed thing, you know. But there's different cities along the way and towns there. And, um, but it's all kind of still controlled by corporate interests back on Earth. 
Of course. Kind of. Like, and there's a thing know. called Mars Tech, and that's the way that they kind of pay the bills. And, you know, there's also mm. a Navy, an Earth Navy, which is kind of paid for by the corporate kind of thing. Okay. Anyway, the book kicks off um, pretty much with an audit taking place. So suddenly hundreds of people turn up from Earth and write, like, we're go right, we're going to check all the books. Mm -hmm. We're going to do all this kind of stuff. And everyone realizes this is kind of more political power play kind of thing, and that they're going to kind of whip Mars back into control and, you know, stop the separatists and all these other yeah. kind of things. So that's yeah. kind of the background of this book. Um, and Hacken Vale, who is our main character. Hacken. Hacken Vale. I don't know. Some kind of word. That's his name. Vale. How do you, how do you come the, up with names like that? Well, Hacken Vale. Well, the first guy in, in the in the previous book, the same character in the previous book was called Takeshi Kovacs, which was a which yeah, well, is a combination of Japanese and uh, was it Polish or Slovakian or yes, something like that? I don't, I don't know. Slovakian or something. Yeah, so Hack and Vale. Don't know where his name comes from. Anyway, so his backstory is actually quite interesting. And, I, and weirdly enough, I think he's got... There could have been a more interesting story told with this same kind of concept. Mm -hmm. He's what's called an overrider. Um, and with the idea being that when you're transporting stuff around uh, in space, yeah, you put everyone in... Uh, uh, deep in, sleep. Yeah, deep sleep. Deep cryo like, sleep, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you don't, or whatever. But anything. Stuff happens on a ship. But you need some security, but you can't just... The idea is that you don't want security just straight away, like always just hanging out and using up resources and mm. things. So what they did... Oh, yeah, and also, and if there's a problem on the ship, you don't want your main security guy then having to go to sleep. So they create a genetic mm -hmm. modification for humans who go into hibernation, mm -hmm. but can come out of hibernation in a snap. Mm. And when they do, they're like at the height of their power. So they're kind of like, like super, yeah, like superhuman. Um, like they've got lots of strength, lots of speed and things mm -hmm. like that. And they are ready to go right from the, right the get-go. Okay. So the idea being that in an emergency, you hit the red button in the spaceship yeah. and you wake up immediately a one-man security force to kind of get control of the ship again. One and, person though. Well, um, it seemed to be that this was kind of like they had at least one of these positions on each ship. Okay. Like the, the stories, like the flashbacks that you had or the stories, well, you know, and he's kind of, when people are talking about this, you kind of got the idea that, yeah, like he's on board, he's like the final backstop and it's not to save the people on the ship. It's not to even save the cargo of the ship, it's to save the ship. Because if they, if they lose the, the ship... The ship is so valuable. The, the ship is so oh, valuable. Okay. So even there, it's sort of like, you know, at one point he's kind of going into these, like, um, these protocols that were drilled into him and also bred into him. There's lots of genetic modifications going on with him as well. A bit because they did this before he was born. But he can access it. Yeah, he can access some of it. Um, but uh, yeah, so when he wakes up, there's these different protocols, which are sort of like, okay, secure the Whoa. ship, and then secure yeah. this, and then that, mm -hmm. and like down at the bottom, there's sort of like, oh yeah, if there's any important, humans. no, no, it's not no. even humans, it's like, if there's any important humans, oh. try not to get them killed, you know, try to keep them alive, but really, okay. that's like other kind of stuff. Okay. So he is, for various reasons, was fired from his job. Mm -hmm. But because of like a, a political fallout, he wasn't, you know, they weren't just going to, you know, ice him. They weren't just going to kill him or put him in jail. So he was left on Mars, even though he's from Earth. Mm -hmm. um, they dumped him off on Mars and were just like, all right, you just live on Mars. So now he's been there for uh, 15 years. Okay. Or 15 earthly years, eight Martian years. Yeah. And yeah, and so now he's just kind of, you know, he did different enforcer jobs. You know, he's worked for different um, criminals well, and all that kind of stuff. He had done security. Like some... There's one thing they call um, indenture enforcement. Indenture. So if someone's an indentured servant, so you sign your life away. So you kind of like voluntarily become a slave to a company for a certain amount of time. And then you can work your way through and they feed you and they do all of that kind of stuff. Okay. But then he worked as the person for those companies. Yeah. So if the indentured people who signed up for this indenture 
um, indenture, indenture? I don't actually know how to say the word. Okay. Yeah, if they could try and get away, they'd like send him out after them. Okay, so it's like when you sign up to the army, like yes. you sign up to the army, if you yeah. don't flee, then the, yeah. the army comes after you. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. Yeah. However, he still needs to go into hibernation for four months of every year. Oh. Um, but okay. when he wakes up, he's like, he's, re like, he's ready oh. to go. And he doesn't sleep for those th the days after he wakes up. Ah, he's on so this, he he's on this four months and then yeah, uh, he hibernates. Months, he, he hibernates and then keeps going. Aww, because the whole point is, if you wake up, on a, if you wake up on a ship mm -hmm. and you've got to then look after the ship for the entire ride home, that could be like three or four or five months yes. to get from Saturn back to... Well, actually, I don't know how long. Anyway, yeah. So the idea being that, yeah... But that's he, a bit like a bear. Yeah, he is. He's like Aww. a bear. He wakes up and he's angry and he's hungry. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, he, he... But he, then he, he's kind of working like as a mercenary. Yeah, he's kind of a mercenary, an enforcer for different gangs, you know, different... He, he talks about different jobs that he knows. He knows he's got all the connections to the underworld. So this is the start of the, of, of the, of the novel. Mm. Kicks off and it's really... Um, you know, it's kind of like low life. He goes in, you know, you go into the strip clubs and mm. you go into those kind of mm -hmm. things. And, uh, you know, low level gang political maneuvering and things. Okay. Um, yeah. And then he, the, then this audit arrives and he's attached to somebody. They say, all right, you look after her. Keep an eye on her. She's important. Don't, okay. you know, so she's going to be looking into some underworld stuff. So you've I got to... I was waiting for the, for the big female role to Yeah, the big female is, is someone called Medekwe, I think. I can't remember her full name. Actually, let me just, let me have a look here on Goodreads because... Uh, uh, Thin Air. Um, this is a new book that just came out this year, I think, actually. I should normally talk about this at the start. Um, as it says, yeah, published uh, 23rd of October um, so 2018. So it's a new book. Last year. Then. Yeah, it just like, came out last year, but it's only been out for a few months. Um, yeah, Madison Medekwe. Um, okay. And she is like half Nigerian, half Native American or something like that. I can't even remember exactly okay. how it works out. But yeah, so a mix, mix of things. And then, uh, and then she gets abducted out from underneath him Whoa. and then they're like well if you you know you're the payment for this job if you still want to have your job if we're not just gonna kill you mm -hmm. um if you get it back uh or if you look after her i can't remember which way it was it's like, like if you look after her, we'll get give you and if nothing happens to her we'll give you a ride home oh, yeah. on back to Earth. and he's like obvious. this is my ticket out of here yeah. and there's some other bits and pieces there's like a lottery that you can get buy tickets to and you win a mm. ride home back to earth and somebody had done that before and had disappeared before he took his ride <gasps> back home to earth ooh. and that's what medicine medekwe is looking into anyway you get all into this like oh intrigue what's going on yeah, here different yeah. layers and stuff like that okay. so and that's the book it all plays out there's some action and other stuff as well now here's you can ask me some questions about it uh, how's the writing what do you mean? Like, is it Writing. a good read? It is. Is it? Are you stumbling across? No, no, it's it's decent. It was. I, I listened to the audiobook. Very good audiobook narrator. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, Richard K. Morgan is a good writer. He's a good writer. His you... characters aren't always amazing. Yeah. Um, but his the action is good, and the you know the 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 stories are always fun and intriguing yeah. and things like that. Remember so... when we read? Was it reading Alted Carbon? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh... Oh, no, I'm, I'm mixing up S.A. Corey. Oh, uh, okay. Um, like, was Leviathan it... Leviathan Yes. Yeah. Uh, w and where that was very apparent to me, this felt way more like a, a, a visual thing. It felt yeah. more like a, a TV or a movie. Did yeah. that feel like... Do you have like do you have the feeling that it was written... No, no, I don't think he's writing this for it to be the next Altered Carbon. Because okay. I think Altered Carbon Season 2 is just going to be the next Altered Carbon book that he yeah. wrote. They were kind of, like, in that first episode, they seem to be setting up like that. And here's the angels, you know, that, you know, mm. here's the old, yeah. the, uh, um, the alien species or something like yeah. that. So I could kind of see them setting that up. 
And I reckon uh, they spent a lot of money on this first season. I reckon for the next season they can they can film it a lot more cheaply if it's yeah. just sort of like here's some stuff on a spaceship, you yeah. know. And have, take the same people. Yeah. Well, like, no, they don't need the same people. That's yeah, the whole point. It's they don't need the same people. people. Yeah, yeah. They can just go with anyone because yeah, they can put anybody in anybody's body. Yeah, and that's the whole point. So if yeah, you go, yeah. go to a new location, even with the same characters, you're like, oh, you're going to get this a different body. This person in the body of that person. Yeah, yeah. It, mm. So that's what Alter Carbon is about. All right, so there's a, there's a thing. Compared to Alter Carbon, mm. this is, there are some of these, um, you know, like these, the, you can see the similar kind of idea that mm -hmm. somebody who has got training and a background, you know, yeah. he's, got his, he's got his better body and yeah. he's got all that kind of stuff. He's, he's a cut above other people. And drift, drift, drifted off into the uh, underworld. Yeah, but also because of his training to be able to be put into other bodies, when he gets put into another body, normally people have spent a lot of time to get used to one, but his yeah. one of his superpowers, he can just get used to it straight away. You yeah, Kovac. Kovac can, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, both of these hard men in a hard-boiled, mm -hmm. noirish mystery kind of thing with yeah. like track down the uh, track down the political conspiracy behind what seems like at first a yes. low-level crime yeah. but no um do you have the impression that the uh, the woman is basically there to have a woman <laughs> in in the thing and does she is she appearing at, like is she actually in the in the in the book at yeah. all or is she just like a yeah why why do you say that? okay like, let's, let's play this game Tell me something that you expect to find in this book, having read Altered Carbon, and I'll I'll tell you if it's in this book or not. Go. No, I just I just feel like the, of course, like you have similar kind of main characters. It feels to me very much like. No, no, then, it's it's a different, it's a totally different story. Yeah, it is a different it, story. It's a different setting, different story, and I can't say that the, the 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 female characters in this book are any more just there to be to fulfill a role or something like that okay. no i think to be honest i think the, the the main female character in this book probably has a stronger story than the main male character okay but it's difficult to see it because it's so much from the male point of view like yes. the testosterone look at her tits kind of view whereas Yay. the tv show we actually got a little bit from like the altered carbon tv show we actually got more from the other side we actually followed her we spent some more time with her family mm -hmm. you know remember that i can't remember the, the name of that character yeah but her story was like in altered carbon almost yeah. just as important yeah. Whereas this one, I kind of want to see it from the other. Again, like there's these. Th this is an interesting story. Thin air is what yeah. I'm talking about now. Yeah. But there's some kind of stuff in this book which I'm that, like, oh, it's what not I've, written. It's not. It's not. It's there. not. I want it from her. Like her story is yeah. actually really interesting, and I want it from her point of view. Also, the idea that this is like an out of work, a retired overrider. Um, I kind of want a story which is just like every chapter is him just waking up on yeah. another spaceship. Uh. Like, so you don't have to have all like the, you know, you have a bit of world building, but I think that would be a really interesting book that like, you just sort of like wake up and like shit's going down and I've been asleep up until now. Yeah. Like, so, so not kind of like the detective noir kind of stories, yeah. but more like uh, action. Yeah. But like, you know, in, in the same way that freeze frame revolution was sort of like, okay, the yeah. computer's in charge until they need input. So yeah. the only time that you ever have any input is when something really interesting is happening and then yeah. you wake the crew you yes. know that, yes. that's why that's why detective shows like murder mystery shows they're always doing something interesting because you only call the homicide detectives when there's a homicide <laughs> like that's why you don't have many tv shows about traffic cops because they're just hanging around for a long time until i mean you do yeah until there's a car chase and then you're like oh a car chase but like yeah it's one of those things that like okay they can have a car chase in every tv episode but you know having a murder to solve it's sort of like yeah there's always murders to solve and this episode yeah. they're just gonna have this one yeah okay so uh i kind of wanted that story and i wanted madison mcedway's story as yeah. well uh, so theoretically you could have like three you could have had like three timelines you could have had the overrider guy 
in act, actually in active duty, yeah. like active no, stuff. But then I, her honest, story, and yeah. then his story. Yeah, but actually, then, I just wanted like I just wanted they overwrite the story because I like the I like the science fictional idea of yeah. having someone who hibernates and then wakes up when trouble starts. And I and I kind of think that would be an interesting structure for a book, not as flashbacks. I mean, because you do get some flashbacks mm. there. Uh, there's one point where you start reading and you're like, oh, wow, this is really bad. And they're sort of like, oh, no, this is actually a memory of a previous time that he almost died. Mm. And and now he's almost dying. But mm. actually what we're doing now is in a, pre- a flashback of a previous time. That, there's some quite clever like things there uh, okay. in his, it, going on in his brain. But it's like, because it's quite... It, quite, it is quite straightforward. Yes, yeah, it's so straightforward. It's one, it starts, yeah. it goes through, uh-huh. and finishes. Again, there's a few little flashbacks, but not even that much at all. Yes. Also, I forgot another a cool um, piece of technology is a uh, is like a, a program that runs in his own mind, sort of yeah. like an onboard AI. Okay. Uh, which, Does he have conversation which, with this? Yes. Oh, really? it's, <laughs> another, it's another main character, another female main character. So he's always had That's this voice. Funny. And because he's had her there his entire life, or since he was like 10 yeah. years old or something, yeah. she is like this stabilizing presence yeah because when he comes out of the sleep he's all hyped up he's yeah, yeah. amped up she's like he's running okay. hot i think is what they call okay, it and she calm can calm down. him down <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and in this one uh, scene where he is actually almost dying she is like saying yes i'm encoded to be able to provide to you um uh, memories from your childhood sort of like nice memories so when you die you have nice thoughts in his head and he's like no no uh, no let's let's get out of this situation and she's like oh, I, I can do this and he's like no get past all that and tell me about the situation like what's my body doing because they sh- he shut her him down you know yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's there's lots of there's it actually quite fun. it is there is fun stuff in this. All right, go on then. How, how long is this? Uh, like, I know. How long is it? Um, how what what is the pages? Like, pages. How, how many pages? It is says it? here four hundred pages. Yeah, it's a bit. Oh, it's okay. a chunky book. Yeah, but it's uh, a, and here's the thing. In Alter Carbon, there's that section in the, near the end, like three quarters of the way through, yeah. where I'm like, oh, that could you could have done all of that two hours, three hours of the audiobook in fifteen minutes and yeah. cut through it. Yeah. This doesn't have that. The pacing actually keeps up. Okay. All the way through. One issue. Um, let me actually look at, look up Audible because um, I can I can just look at the uh, running time. Um, what well, I have library and it'll be the top thing in my library. Oh, it's wanting me to give my password. Interesting interesting podcasting here. Um, no preparation. Thin air, a novel, <laughs> uh, eighteen hours and six minutes. I think it could, you could probably have been about like an hour shorter, but otherwise I was happy to to listen okay. to it all the way through. So it never um, felt like oh yeah. get on with it. Uh, no, I never really felt good on with it. Here's the thing, though, is that it's the same thing that happens with Alistair Morgan, where you have these sort of, like, you know, very well-structured, very well-plotted, like... Alistair uh, Morgan? Alistair Reynolds. Did okay. I say Alistair Morgan? Yes. I meant Alistair Reynolds. So, good. Richard K. Morgan and Alistair Reynolds, uh, they often do, like, a, a, a similar kind of thing where they start writing and they, they make sure that there's no fat in the novel. Unlike, say, The Calculating Stars, which was just all waffling and all over yeah. the place all the time and just stuff's happening over there, stuff's yeah. happening over there, and the story actually only happens, like, in the first two chapters and in the last two chapters and the rest of it is just waffling like it's just unneeded waffling Um, this like every single thing that's introduced like from the very start comes back into play there is there's nothing so once you get used to reading these kind of books you're just sort of like oh this person sort of like well you wouldn't even tell me that person's name unless they're going to be important (laughs) later and it's not that like I know what's going to happen later I just you kind of by reading you can see where they focus the attention on where there's going to come back it's like the same thing where you see in a movie and there's this really amazing set 
they yeah. come in and it's really amazing and you realize oh that's not just cgi and you're like yeah. okay there's going to so be a big gonna... <laughs> there's going to be an action sequence here or, or yeah. there's something interesting they're going like, to yeah. use this they're going to use this they're going to get yeah. their money's worth yeah. out of this yeah. set design or if they come into this big thing like it always happens in a james bond movie and mm. um, they enter this big thing and you see it this big wide expanse and you're like all oh, right lots of people are going to fall off that balcony that yeah. tank's going to blow up there's going to become so you can see it even yes. in the writing of the book you're like all oh, right yeah. this person's going to come back that person's going to come back they keep yeah. mentioning this thing over there well that's definitely going to happen you know yeah. there is other things that come in as well but it's it's interesting to read all right so it was just a good read it was a good read um but i want you to ask me about some other things that you think might be in this novel having read altered carbon because this is very similar okay uh diseases uh diseases uh was there diseases disease? in that one wasn't it all about the disease oh, well it was all about death no i'm not no there isn't really diseases okay i think what else what else was in you think could be in this book Alcohol. There is a lot of alcohol. There is a lot of CD underlife stuff. There is uh, lots of drugs uh, and things. Well, not lots of drugs. Some drugs. Let me put it that way. Underage sex wishes. Underage sex wishes. No, actually, not in this. What was that in Elder Cavern? I don't well, remember that bit. Yeah, but the Kovac is like. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. He's like into... Yeah, because he goes into that sex dungeon, doesn't he? Yeah, not and, only that, yeah, but, but also then his interest in the young in 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 the young woman, like which what? felt like the ages didn't quite match up. You With, know, between who and who. Well, the the girl he was looking for. Uh, do, you, do you not remember? Like no. the girl who had the stuff coming. You know the the girl who was. He was like say he was in you, love with. You're thinking of a different book. You're thinking of S. A. Corey. You're thinking of the uh, Leviathan Wakes. You're thinking of the. Uh, oh. We watched it in a TV show. Yeah, but that was the TV show. No, Altered Carbon was a different show than. Um, the ex- you're thinking of the Expanse. Oh, the Expanse. Okay. Oh, all oh, right. Sorry, okay. so I had no idea what okay. book you were World talking about there. All right. World is all bad. All right. Yeah, you're talking about a TV show. Yeah, yeah but these were yeah, yeah, both okay. in Altered Carbon, oh. which is set in future San Francisco right. and people swap bodies. Yes. All right. I was like, I had no idea what you're talking about, like, with the... the... Anyway, carry on, that's yes. quite funny. Not the book I was thinking of. Sorry, but, but they were also swapping bodies. <sighs> no, they weren't. That's just a different book. Oh, the, Expanse just... Is, the Expanse is just a different book than Altered Carbon, and it's a different TV show. Now I have both TV shows, literally, like... Why? They're nothing inter- the same. One's set in space, and they fly around in spaceships, and the other one's set just in one city, and he What's shoots a lot of people. Where they have this... Um, this amazing actress with this super deep like voice. That's the expanse, isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about now. Oh. I'm sure it is. Oh yeah, yeah. The, pol- the she's the poli- yes. politician yeah. uh, and back that's on expanse. Earth. That's the expanse. Yeah. But that's got nothing to do with uh, altered but, carbon. But, but okay, altered carbon is when they go up in the in the high building and they have the old people. Go up in the old. <laughs> yes, yes. There's yes. There's the Methuselah generation. There's the yes. people who've lived for a long, long okay. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. That is then correct. All right. So what do you think? Maybe uh, not yes. from the expanse. Okay, I tried to, I tried to get these. I didn't understand what you're sorry, talking about, having like main like, characters with yeah, a weird age these, difference. It, it felt like very similar kind of, you mm-hmm. know, it's just mixed up in my head. Yes, okay. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't see them as very similar at all, but sure. Um, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, long living people. Um... Not really. No, that's not what this book is about. It's more like long-living corporations, if you know what I mean. Okay. They're still, but they're still like overclass and underclass. So there's that kind a of like of politics. Was that a lot of politics? Some politics, but it's more of like frustrated lefty politics of people. <laughs> like, no, it's true because in that same book, there's sort of like the hey, the the the, the disadvantaged must rise up and overthrow the more advantaged, and mm. we've got to get rid of our corporate slash rich people overlords. Yes. And the main character kind of like has, has sympathies in that direction, but sees them as a bit dis. You know, it sees them as being not 
quite fully adult about it, you mm -hmm. know, and he's sort of like, oh yeah, I used to think about like what you did and then I grew up, if you mm -hmm. know what I mean. So yeah. there's definitely, there's definitely sympathies from the main character towards the lefties in the book. Okay. But also kind of like, a, well, you're disillusioned and nothing's ever going to change. Sort of like there's a cynicism to, their left, to the lefty politics. Okay. So yeah. Uh, are there any aliens? Uh, again, exactly like in um, Altered Carbon, aliens have been spotted. Ooh. But we can't have any contact with them. So in the same way, so in the same way that in Altered Carbon, they have like a fossil of an alien, yeah. and there's some like you know there's the actual um, the the brain spike. You know when they go into the, there's another planet where there's kind of like a shield around it, so yeah. they can they can transmit to it, but they can't leave the planet. So you that's know, more like uh, yeah. Alistair Reynolds. Yeah, well, in a bit. But what I'm saying is that in Thin Air, hmm. Thin Air also has a, a small passage where they say, oh yeah, we did this search for extraterrestrial uh, in intelligence. Like we yeah. were looking for signals, and then we found some signals, but they're from so far away and so long ago. We, we don't know we if the can't. aliens still out there. And then we're like, eh, bored of that now. Okay. And is so, this is this happening in the same universe, like as altered what? carbon? No, altered no, because altered carbon so, is a completely different thing. This is actually happening in the same universe as uh, the the novel Black Man or Thirteen, also by Richard Morgan. But I didn't notice it until about like three quarters of the way through the novel, and they mentioned that one of the political things which happens in 13 yeah. has also happened in this book. And I was like, oh, oh it's probably set in the same world. And then uh, looking at the review, uh, some reviews, I was, people were like, should I read this book? Like, should I read 13 before yeah. reading this book? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is way better than 13. Okay. You know, it's a totally different style of book. Okay. Because um, in that book, there's this thing called um, the United States is split into two okay. with the, the states around the edge, which are the blue states. Yeah. And then the middle one, yeah. Uh, and so you got like the rim, you know, the yeah, rim yeah. states with New York and yeah. Washington and Boston, all that kind of over, where, over there. Where, where the lots of people live. Where lots of people live. And then the middle of it, and they call that Jesus land. Um, <laughs> so there's Jesus land, which are the red states in the middle. And then the rim, the rim things or something. And Jesus land extends up into the middle of Canada as well. Okay. Um, I'm not, not sure if this is actually what it is, but I think he got that from one of these memes from, you know, looking at the electoral maps mm, in, in 2005 like or four, mm -hmm. four or whatever it was. Um, so anyway, that was that political idea mm -hmm. that the middle of the United States is a different, uh, now a different nation, nation or a different country mm -hmm. than the states on the edges. And I read this in the book and I was like, oh, is this in the same? And it is, is mm. in the same, is in the same world. Um, but it's happening in, in our world? Like, like, is it like just far, far in the future? Or? Yeah, it's like 200 years in the future, I guess. Okay. You know, cool. 200, 300 years maybe. Um, another question, what do you, what was in, what was in Altered Carbon? That uh, you remember in Altered Carbon and you haven't mentioned that, we haven't mentioned yet. I basically can only remember that last scene in the Thai Tower where, like, you know, the shit is going down between the, the, the two Methuselahs people. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is there? I, I just well, I thought you mentioned the sex scenes because everyone always talks about the oh, yeah. sex scenes well, that in was, a bit. Yeah, I was literally going through my list and then yeah. I got diverted from... Yeah, that was after the alcohol. That was the next question. Actually. There are three sex scenes in this book. Well, that's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. Actually, there's one more than in Altered Carbon, and everyone everyone says there's too much sex in that book, and there's actually mm. only two sex scenes in mm. this one. There's two, but really, there only needs no. There's three, but there only needs to be two because one of them just comes out the blue, and I'm like, what? Why did that one happen? You know, and it's like really sometimes graphic you have sex. Sometimes sex out yeah. of the blue. Yeah, sometimes you do, and it, and it happens, and you move on. You're like, and looking back, you're like, well, two of those sex scenes were important mm. to the story and to the character development and otherwise and one of them wasn't so it is it is quite interesting that yeah i think you only need two good sex scenes and if you're having a novel you really only need two good sex scenes i is think it, that's enough is it like uh 
the ignition ignited uh, my rocket set off no, kind of sex. It's just very graphic. Just, you know, I grabbed her and put my fingers in her and stuff like that. Uh, so, okay. no, I mean, it's 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 adult language in an adult, very, yeah. very adult book. What are you moaning? I know. Uh. I know. I just want to, like, it's... Writing and reading about I don't sexies. think I've said that word on this podcast before. Normally I don't... Uh, yeah, you normally... swear. You should I do a, swear. A, 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 a expli- I, think, I think there's an explicit thing. tag. I think there's an explicit tag. Um, so, yeah, but I think writing and reading sex scenes is, is not always... Well... I don't know. You're not interested in it, really? Well, sometimes it just fits. And sometimes yeah. it's just like something, okay... That's, that's what I say. Just... Two of these in this book mm. fit. Mm, okay. And are actually satisfying to read and for story purposes. Yeah. And also just hot as well. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a, is a sign... If I'm reading a sex scene and I'm not even remotely aroused by that sex scene, it's not good writing. Mm. You know, like that's like watching an action movie and just not being excited or when someone jumps and you know mm. you kind of like jump or if something happens and, like, and the characters oh. are scared if you're not yeah. scared you're just watching characters be scared you're yeah. like well what's the point of that so if you're reading about characters being aroused and you're not even remotely aroused you're just like well what you're am I you're a cold cold person well it's not your cold I think it's just bad writing <laughs> yes. I think it's just bad writing so and that's the thing if, if a sex scene is written to be funny that's mm. also an appropriate uh, yeah. uh, reaction to have of course maybe talking about rockets and stuff but it's yeah I don't know, we reached ignition, etc. Uh, I don't know, it's a weird mismatch of what I think the author is trying to do and what I want from a sex scene. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's okay. It's not... Yeah, it's fine. Um, Let me say, one too many sex scene, but again, it's difficult to draw the line because mm. you sometimes you'd say, oh, one too many gunfight or mm. one too many science fictional too ideas. Many... One too many... Yeah, one too many car chase in a, in a Fast and Furious uh, movie or something no, like that. No, I mean, in this book, is there any, like, things that stand out to be, like, okay, this out is... Out of place. Uh, no, I think it's just... it's The thing is, it's... Here's the thing. I, I enjoyed the book, good. but it, it's weird to say it is merely a good, competently written science fiction, noir, hard-boiled action uh, stuff set in a seedy underworld of future Mars. You know how much I like reading stuff like that. It's like, I... Yeah, it's just entertainment. It's just, I read a book... I completely forget about yeah. it in the next month, but yeah. I had fun this is, doing This is the book. This feels like the book that when I look back at some books which, uh, like, like say, Richard Morgan, mm. like different authors or different movie, like, different even, like, movie makers or directors or something, yeah. you just go like, like, oh, yeah, Steven Spielberg made a movie with Tom Hanks about him being stuck in an airport and living in an airport for mm. eight months. You're like, what was that called? What was it called? The Passenger? No. The terminal. Airport? The Terminal? That's it. You know, this is the conversation that he had. It's like, what was And you're like, was that... Did Steven Spielberg direct that? He doesn't direct quirky comedies set in airports. Yeah. It's like, well, he's worked with Tom Cruise. You know, it, no, 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 Tom Hanks part of it. You know, it's yeah. uh, you know, it's one of those movies that you just go, oh, did that person? And this feels like one of those books where you just like, yeah. you know, you go back through some of these authors and you're like, oh yeah, Alistair Reynolds wrote a book called Century Rain something. I don't remember when it was like a, a takeoff of noir set on Mars, but it was all taking place in this alternate reality and there was just a shell around the planet and you had to escape. And there was all these references to Casablanca and stuff. You know, it's one of those yeah. books you just go, did, did Alistair Reynolds actually write that? And, you know, yeah. and this feels like one of those books where you just go, oh yeah, I guess I enjoyed it at the time, but it's sort of like minor Richard K. Morgan compared to Altered Carbon. But you know how nice it is to actually just read a, a competently yeah. written science fiction this is, noir. This is like totally up my alley. This is competently written noir, science fiction, Mars, 
under underworld polit with politics and maybe, action and maybe, sex scenes. Maybe not quite, but it, it sounds really interesting. Do you think I should read it? No, I don't think you would be interested in this at oh, all. Oh, okay. I mean, do you want to read the next Altered Carbon book in that series? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I think you should... I would if have you, to get back. <laughs> I think, it, I think it, it, for, for, for variety, don't read this book because huh. it's a bit too close to Richard K. Morgan's Altered Carbon, for okay. the first book. Okay. So I would say read Fallen Angels or whatever the next book in that series is. Read that one first. But has it come out? Yes, those books came out 15 years ago. Oh, oh right. Let me quickly look because um, I've got, I've got Audible they open are here. Filming, and they are filming the ne next Netflix uh, series currently. Um, I don't know actually because I think actually that first one was it, it didn't it wasn't a massive hit like mm. some other things that they mm. did and it just costs so much to shoot there's lots of special effects in that yeah, there's yeah. loads of stuff going on there of course. and if they can make that or they can make Ozark which is another one that we saw the first season of yeah. which is sort of like four cameras running around the woods in yeah. Missouri or wherever it is like <laughs> like what are they going to spend the money on for the return of the investment of course they need a big science fiction show yeah um, but it's probably a lot cheaper just to get. Sandra Bullock in to produce a movie, you know, the later horror yeah, movie, yeah, which I've not seen or something like that. Oh, yeah, so he goes, Altered Carbon, Takeshi Kovacs, number one, and then Broken Angels and then Woken Furies. Ah, and okay. uh, I think you, again, just for the, um, just for the presence of a bit more variety, read Broken Angels. Maybe I'll read it with you. Anyway, we, okay. we should we should read Broken Angels and review it together because it's 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 the same some of the same technologies yeah. as Altered Carbon with yeah. some of the same themes and ideas, but taken in a different direction. So it's not a noir detective adventure set in the seedy underworld of a big city. Okay. Like these two books are. It's, okay. It takes it in a different direction. Yeah. Awoken Furious takes it in another direction as well. All right. Um, so this is, uh, yeah, a return to form, although I never did read the, his, all of his fantasy novels. Mm -hmm. uh, what's this? A Cold Commands and The Dark Defiles. No, I didn't read those two books. They're fantasy books. But, you know, solid, solid writer doing solid stuff. That's um, cool. And I think you'd hate market forces. Yeah, um, it doesn't sound like so. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, that's all I have to say about it. Solid, solid book. Three and a half stars. That's uh, good. I'd give it four stars, but four stars means I recommend it to everyone. But, like I would say, but, everyone, you know, oh, you read it, it's good. Three and a half stars. Is it, you don't give that too often. No, I do. Uh, it's like a really? really. Yeah, for me, it's that's like, like a. It's like very the average. Well, it's not. Uh, let me. Well, again, I could. I could look it up. Maybe I'd have to do a database query to see how. Because like, the thing is, now I've got so many books. Like yes. Three hundred and well, we're up to three hundred and eighty-eight episodes. Yes. No, I can. Let me sort by rating. Yeah, three point five stars. Yeah, I've got like maybe maybe seventy or eighty books. That I've rated three and a half stars. Oh, that's fine. Quite a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I put this in uh, in the same kind of area as as the evolutionary void. You know, the void trilogy, which yeah. is like it's solid, I still good. Haven't gone. To... No, you you didn't get through that as well. Well, yeah. that has something to do with the audible split yeah. up of books. I know they in make German, they like make three three books out of one or something yeah they make you spend like it'd be, in total it'd be like nine credits or seven yeah. credits or something to finish off the series whereas in English it's it's no actually I think even in English those books were too long that they gave they made you spend two credits for them yeah so yeah it does, but it in does... German they are doing like three three and four you yeah. know and that that is a dif difficult thing especially if if the thir third and fourth haven't come out yet yeah so I cancelled my audible thing and now I'm kind of stuck with like yeah. parts of the book and then the next yeah. 
bit. You don't have the uh, you don't have the one that you actually wanted to read. It's a bit messed up. So yeah, I see here um, ten episodes ago at three seventy seven, I reviewed Gridlinked by Neil Asher, Agent Cormac Number One, which again is sort of like agent goes in, sorts out a problem kind of thing, and you're just like, look, if I'm looking for that kind of thing hyper macho testosterone driven um detective super agent um action thing great this is fine that fits that i'm not always looking for that but if i am looking for that like when i do look for that it's fine yeah i kind of um i know it's it's it probably is totally not the same and totally not in that direction but i i really would like to continue reading the martha wells murderbot things Mm -hmm. i couldn't get whole yeah, I couldn't get hold of it on like on the library yet. So they charge you a back. full credit on Audible and a full Phew. price of. Actually, I was just listening to the uh, the incomparable podcast, Best of the Year, like mm. Best of 2018, mm-hmm. and someone's like, "Yeah, I really enjoyed the Mur- Murderbot Diaries," and someone else says, "I would have read that, but I only read the first one. I object to them charging me full book price for just these short novellas." Yeah, and I'm totally there with you. I would read more of them, except yeah. full book price for short novellas. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit strange. Oh, you finished uh, Rosewater, which yes, is the last I, book I reviewed. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. Tade Thompson's uh, um, Rosewater. What do you think? Yeah, really cool. Yeah, like so much, so much stuff, and all the things that are happening, I really enjoyed. Except yeah. for the super, super, super confusing timeline. I told you about and that. I said it got confusing. I know, but you know, this is the, this was one of the first books ever where I literally had uh, the. Uh, you were making notes? No, 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 I was not making notes. This is not a thing I'm doing. But when I was thinking, I wanted to make a, a fan edit in a way that I actually yeah. understand the Well, it's timeline. not even a fan edit, it's just, an ed- well, it would be an edit. Like, you've got the, if you've got the audio, no, you have the ebook there, yes, didn't you? You've got yes, the ebook. Yeah. So, what you need to do is so just, just like, cut, oh, cut and put paste. Them in order, cut so. and paste. So I mean, that wouldn't I, work exactly because there's some points where they, is, they skip is, things on purpose. Of course, but. there is, and I wouldn't put everything in order, but just a bit. Like, if, t- like you know, it's just like, I can't read uh, what, what, how many pages were, 500 pages book in, in a day. Yeah. But so, to actually. Get it. Yes, you need, you it's, need it. It's all. a tricky thing. I found this when writing novels is that up to a certain amount of story, you can hold yeah. the entire story in your head. Yeah, and you can you can pause and yeah. you can back into it and say like, oh yeah, there I'm, I'm there, and yeah. then and then it yeah. goes on. This is why I asked you about this, how the timeline is yeah. going. In this book. In this book. No, no, it's just a straight story. Yeah, just, I mean, like I say, there's one or two flashbacks. But yeah, but flashbacks but is different is, is to different having an interleaving story, yeah. stories and then cutting them off in weird bits and pieces yeah. and then jumping yeah, around. Yeah, but again, that can work to really good effect when, you, when you're writing a book. Like when you're when you're when you when someone's writing a book, they go, "Oh, this structure of this book is going to make this really great." Yeah. You know what I mean? And some people can do it really well. Like uh, one thing that always comes to mind is um, use of weapons by E and M Banks, yes. where some of the chapters run backwards in time after yeah. each other, and others move forward in time, yeah. and they kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. And the, it also works in. Um, the, another uh, story which is the same same as that is Memento the movie okay. where yeah, yeah. S- the where the framing device is running is running forward and yeah. then the actual story which the main story has been told is coming going backwards yes. and they meet in the middle yes. um and but then uh, you have two things yes and, and you kind of like it is it is possible for your brain yeah to to put it together and to keep it to, to understand it yeah but if you have like four or five even of them yeah and then you split them up in and, and the further the book goes, they are becoming they're becoming smaller, smaller and smaller. Anyway, this isn't a review of uh, Rosewater by Tante no. Thompson. This is not. I but just wanted is, to say, did you enjoy the book? Is, 
Yes, See, that's a book I would recommend to you, because it's a four-star book, so I'd recommend it to you, and I knew you'd like it, and also think it's a decent book. I think it, it has really cool ideas, and yeah. I sometimes wish more books would have, like, just cool ideas yeah, like that. Yeah, I want just books, which like, every yeah. idea that the author has, just put it in yeah. there. Just keep putting the ideas, and there's been a few books recently that, I, yeah. that I've read which are like that. The, yeah. the, um, uh, the Seven Surrenders, no, what was it called? The... Um, uh, their Terra Ignota uh, series. It's the first book really started off that way, mm. where they're just a lot of, like crazy idea goes in, crazy idea goes yeah. in, crazy idea goes in. And You've got is, like a lifetime of someone's crazy ideas in one book. Especially science fiction books, they kind of live off that. They live yeah, from they the do. idea that uh, what makes the this story different to our world is just loads of crazy like things like that are just normal. Mm. You know, you don't have to spend ages explaining everything. It just can be just a fact. Yeah. It just can be something that these people in that story are just living with. You know, it's it doesn't need to be elaborate or anything. It just needs to be said, okay, in this world, this is that how it is works. just how it works. Yeah. And that is totally fine. And I often miss that a lo- little bit. Um, what um, what I really think about a book like... like uh, Falling, no, flies, no. How was it? I don't even know which author you're talking this about now. This book that we're talking about right Thin now. Thin air. Thin air. Yeah. I don't understand why I'm keeping the... Nah, I can't keep this in my head. No. Anyway. Uh, and the thin air, once you actually get to where it's explained why the book's called that, it's uh, nothing to do with the thin air on Mars oh, anyway. Okay. I thought it would be, you know, because... Yeah, no, the air is thin. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh. But also, I mean, there's double meanings. Yeah, but actually, because I just thought about that, and it, all the way through, I was like, mm, it's not really a catchy name. And then you get to this point, and you're like, yeah... The name, again, that's another podcast I just listened to where someone had a, a, an, an idea for a book title. Hmm. And they were like, and the person who read the book was like, when they said that, and like, that's a great title, only if you've actually finished the book. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also. often is that in German they, for some reasons, come up with. Yeah, the, the English name. Stupid German title. Oh, they give away the book. What was yeah. the, There was one which was like. There was that. It was, that was the uh, Peter F. Hamilton book, and it was called like the uh, the 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 Invisible Killer or the yeah, Killing yeah, yeah. The, or whatever. And you're sort of like, mm. yeah, yeah, I know the, killer. Yeah, yeah. It, like I know the Great North Road doesn't have any connotation, but like, why just give a well, not even give away just, the book? But it's like that's not even what the book is. I mean, no. there is a killer in it, but that's yeah, not but, really what the book. Anyway, yeah, it's a crazy one. All right, I think let's wrap it up there. We've talked for forty minutes, and you said yeah. you had to start cooking dinner. You're getting some goulash on the go. Yeah, and uh, so let's long, wrap it up. Long time cooking. You can uh, follow me on Twitter and. Juliana on Twitter uh, search for us see what you can find uh, no I'm Luke Burridge and Juliana is J-U-K-U Berlin yeah not an active tweet person you're not very active on Twitter more no. on uh, you can follow me on Instagram if you want if you want small juggling videos and photos uh-huh. of uh, mine and Juliana's live you can follow me on Instagram Luke Burridge on there too uh, you can follow me on Goodreads Goodreads yeah become my friend on Goodreads I think that's the way it works yeah. um, become a Patreon well, we have a yeah. Patreon now as well. Really? Patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. Support my juggling work. Or again, nothing, nothing to do, no, again, nothing to do with science fiction well, in that case. But uh, look, if you, want, handy. if you want to support me and Juliana and our projects in this project and the juggling podcast and, uh, and other things that we do, it's really handy. Oh yeah, listen to the latest episode of um, Luke and Juliana Play D&D. Oh yeah, um, which is I haven't actually posted it yet. We've recorded, oh. I've recorded oh. it and edited it, but I haven't posted it yet. So that'll <laughs> so be so you can't advertise it. Here. Yeah, well, that'll be coming in probably a few days' time when I get around to. Um, I, it's one of those things because that I actually edit it, not like this. I don't mm. edit this one, but that I edit, and then I'm like, oh, let me find a, an image to be the like the image of it, yeah. and let me find the title and upload it. And it just, I know, I just got to the editing point, and I think, right, oh, that's it. Now I'll go to bed, and then I yes. just never, I never, so ju- I just didn't, it. I didn't uh, come back to it at all. That's uh, So, I, but I will do that. The uh, continue 
continuing adventures. Crazy adventures. The crazy adventures. And Juliana sucks at D&D. No, she doesn't. But sometimes <laughs> the name of the episode this time is uh, Don't Poke Magical Things with, <laughs> with Your Sword or something like that. Yeah. Oh, don't Poke the yeah. Magical that's Things. A, that's a good lesson to learn. Yeah, if it's magic, don't poke it. Um, mm. Yes, good lesson. L- lesson well learned. And that, uh, that might actually relaunch as a, as a, as a standalone podcast in uh, next year. Oh, well, not next year. It is next year. It is next year. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. I know it's the 12th of January, but this is the first time with... Here's a question. How long into January or February, how long into the year do you still wish people Happy New Year if it's the first time that you've seen them that year? Well... Uh, until you've seen everyone for the first time. But what if you see them for the first time in April? Do you still no, say Happy not. New Year? I think I think it is kind of like uh, pinned down to maybe the first two months. The first two months. So even in February, can you say Happy yeah. New Year to someone? Oh, of course. I ah, see. I think like after about ten days, like now, it's like the it's like you know there's the twelve days of Christmas, and then you can also have like yeah, the twelve no, days of New Year. And I, it's the twelfth of. If it's like more than two weeks, I'm just saying more than two weeks is a bit too far into a new year to wish people a happy new year. I stop now maybe writing it in emails. Yeah. But if I see a person for yeah. the first, like yesterday, uh, I saw my my students for the first time yeah. again. Of course, I wish them a happy well, yes, year. because this is a new year of yes. teaching after yeah. the holiday. And, yeah. and there are lots of other things where I meet the pe- pe- people for the first time. Of course, yeah. I'm going to say happy ah, new right. year. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'm d- I don't think there's like a set like. No, there's more. not a set thing. But it's like, like an, an but with Christmas, thing. in Christmas, as soon as you go past like the 26th, you're just like yeah, you just stop saying. Merry you would Christmas. never when you meet someone after that, you'd say, "Did you have a good Christmas?" Or yes. what did you get for Christmas? Yeah. Or did you do anything interesting I'm for Christmas? I was asking what they if they have like relaxed holidays. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, because they. But yeah. officially, you could say it until uh, the sixth of January. Yeah, I and thought it was for actually... example, like Ukrainians and these yeah, people, yeah, yeah. they are still they they are celebrating. Actually, that reminds Christmas me of one time when I actually moved to a new to a new uh, place when I was like nine years old, and mm. we moved to Teesdale, which is this you know tiny like rural community well it's kind of spread out but there's not many people live there so when they have like a christmas party every child uh, every child in the entire valley comes to the christmas party yeah and i know that because i went to school with them all and i was at a school with 21 students so and they were in in the entire school entire primary school Yeah. yeah so they have a party there and they had a christmas party but it was after christmas it was after Christmas. Yeah, it was because, I don't know, that's just when they celebrate. That's when they had the party. And it kind of broke my brain. I was like, how can you have a Christmas party? I mean, I was like nine or ten years old. But I was just totally astounded that you can have a Christmas party yeah, after you, Christmas. At that point, you were like still hardcore Christian. So you should have no, known no, that. No, no, it's got nothing, like, to do with, nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with being Christmas Christian. Goes- no, nothing to do with being a Christian. It was, it was purely cultural that normally as soon as you get past Christmas Day, like Boxing Day, hmm. Christmas celebrations end and you yes. don't have Christmas parties anymore. Yes. Like, have you ever been to a Christmas party after Christmas? No. Exactly. And this was the first, I mean, and it's still, I think, the only Christmas party or any Christmas <laughs> celebration, any Christmas event ever that's ever happened in my life, which happened after the 26th to of December. To be honest, though, what? On the tw- no, on the 30. 30- no, on your 31st of December, yeah. you were still looking for Christmas markets in Berlin. Yeah, because I wanted yeah. to go and get some sausages yeah, so, and glue right. Well, like, <laughs> and there was some. There was yes, some. but that was just the eating bit. Yes, but to be honest, all I wanted was the sausage and glue line. <laughs> all right. Okay, I think uh, this is now way Anyway, all of that to say, all of that to say, support us on Patreon. And, uh, and, and you can hear more. And you can hear more of this. Podcast I think like actually this. one person who is an SFBIP listener did support us on Ooh. Patreon, yeah. Uh, Thank you so I need much. to look because I didn't recognize them in, as a I recognize them as a Goodreads friend rather than yeah. as a as a a, a, juggler. a a juggler or an Instagram follower or something like yeah. that. 
Cool. Anyway, so check that out. And uh, email me, luke at juggler.net, if you've got any questions or anything. I do reply to every single email that I get. Although most people just do things by Goodreads now yeah. and uh, Twitter and things. That's a good place. I can also then see it. And if you enjoyed the podcast, send us a message saying, hey, we're enjoying the podcast. There's a really great thread on Goodreads, on the SFBRP Goodreads so listeners the, group. Episode feedback. Yeah, episode feedback. Put mm. some good feedback. Somebody didn't like Fast and the Furious, like, oh, no. Every two years, can we not talk about some fun movies? But apparently some people aren't interested. Um, right. Yep, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.